Hey, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Hey, this is Brian O'Halloran. Hey, everybody. My name is Scott Schiaffo, actor best known as the Chulies Gum Guy from the film Clerks. And welcome to Clerks Minute. You're listening to Clerks Minute. And I'm not even supposed to be here today. Minute, the show where we break down the 1994 Kevin Smith classic, one Rick Darius Ka- fuck Caitlin Bree minute at a time. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. And on the line, we have a very special guest from the Random Chatter Net Podcast Network, one and only Eric Blythe. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yes, how are uh, you guys doing? It is actually, we're doing great, I might say, right, Kyle? Yeah. Uh, I actually say this is really strange hearing you on my airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? It's, it's weird for me because I'm used to hearing you in my headphones listening to shows. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's actually really weird for me. It's actually pretty cool. So, usually, cool. yeah, so there you go. Well, we are discussing Clerks Minute Number 60. Yes, people, we're getting late into this movie, which is not a bad thing. Um, and for reference point, if you're joining us for this minute, Go back to our previous minute, and we have the star of these couple of, of this scene, Ernie O'Donnell, on, and he'll be discussing um, this scene and everything going on with this movie and the behind the scenes of Clerks. That'll be in our previous minute. But for today, we continue the scene, and um, we find out about how Rick here had a relationship with Caitlin. But before we get to that, Eric, we were talking off air, and you were telling me that you are actually not as big of a fan of this movie as most of the guests we have on this show. Tell me, explain why. Wow, you're going to throw me on the bus, uh, under the bus right at the beginning. Why that, not? Why not? This that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I... Okay, so I watched it again last night because I knew I was going to be on the podcast with you guys again today. And I wanted to have it fresh in my mind, but... I, I, and I did like it a little bit better this time than I did earlier, but I, I had first seen it years and years ago, and... It felt cheap. It, it felt cheap to me, and I, I didn't like it. Not, not cheap in a budget uh, sort of way, but just it felt like a bunch of guys just kind of hanging out, reading uh, a bunch of dialogue off a piece of paper. In fact, there were some points where it kind of felt like you could see people almost reading cue cards off to the side of the camera and stuff. And, and I, I just I didn't have an appreciation for it then. Uh, as the years have gone on and I've learned more about I've seen other Kevin Smith movies and I've learned more about Kevin Smith as a person. I'm like, you know what? It, it's OK that this guy was basically making a film where it's just like he gets to hang out with his friends and make a film like it, it's OK. And, and when you get into some of the dialogue, it, it does have some depth to it, despite being a little silly on the surface. Um, you know, I, I guess I've I've grown to have an appreciation for the film. Uh, but I'm I'm not as big a fan as a lot of people are. That's absolutely okay. I have no problem with that. Well, here's the fun part. You came into a good minute because we actually I was going yes. through. We have the um, we go off film school rejects for someone broke down the commentary track and broke down like, oh, cool. into paragraphs. And the cool part about this literally this, this like minute has like so much information, <laughs> which is really yeah. really cool. So. 
Um, first things first, obviously, Ernie O'Donnell, who was on the previous minute. But the other note is that um, the girl here is Heather. And who is Heather, first of all, Kyle? Uh, Kimberly Lowren. Uh, Kevin Smith's steady high, high school girlfriend. Girlfriend, he's currently his manager. Manager. Uh, let me look here. Uh, uh, okay. she, she plays Heather in here, and she has a small role as a woman in the elevator in Dogma. Oh, okay, cool. Dogma. Uh, she did this. She uh, wrote and performed a song for a movie called Taillights Fade. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, was associate producer for Big Helium Dog. Oh. Uh, assistant for Kevin on Dogma, and got special thanks on Taillights Fade, Dogma, and Clerks. Very, very cool. The other note I also have about Kim here is, according to the commentary track, he actually credits her for the inspiration behind our two leading ladies in this movie, which is really, really cool. <laughs> hmm. So, he apparently, I, I don't understand how, in a steady girlfriend, how he can, he can relate to Caitlin, yeah. <laughs> which I don't. Yeah, but <laughs> because um, and just on the record, Eric, just so you don't say, we are very Team Veronica on this show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because we don't understand what the hell Dante sees in Caitlin, like whatsoever. I say again, Dante's a cuckolded idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of got that in in the film too. I'm kind of like, dude, what what is your deal here? Like, I, I I don't understand his concept of of women. I guess it, it, it's like an abusive relationship in a way. Yeah. They, they always, yeah. they go, he's thinking maybe I can change her this time. Right. Well, yeah. As we learn in this scene though, he's been dealing with this shit from her for years <laughs> because apparently when they were in high school, Rick here ended up, we find out that he did fuck Caitlin, <laughs> which does not surprise anybody at this point. Knowing Caitlin right. like we all know her. Apparently slept with half the town already. Well, it's a small town. It's a very yeah. small town. <laughs> <laughs> As we learned in the animated series, this is a very small town. <laughs> that does make it easier, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we are based in Leonardo, New Jersey for the and as, we, and as we found out, And as we found out in the animated series, she apparently made out with a Ferris wheel. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that happened in the animated series. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even want to know. Yeah. yeah the, we're wow. Breaking, we're breaking down the animated series over on our Patreon page. And yeah. apparently in one of those, she makes out with a Ferris wheel. That happened. <laughs> That's like a whole new level of desperation there, I think. And right after she had she a kiss. She ran out of guys. So right, there you go. And, and right after she had a kissing booth that was supposedly for charity, although you don't, although you don't need to pay and it doesn't go to charity. And, you she know, anyone, good people. anyone can show up. <laughs> Dude, she's cheating on you. <laughs> uh -huh. So, also, uh, we have the original script up, and in the original script, they actually had a change. They actually pulled dialogue. Believe it or not, <laughs> they pulled dialogue from this scene completely because they were talking about. Apparently, they didn't mention. They even mentioned the fact that he he drove a Trans Am and Trans Am in freaking um, high school. That that was brought up in the script. <laughs> And also the fact that at one point, and this is actually something Heather says to Rick that was not in the script because we just rewatched a minute. It says, I remember Caitlin telling us about that time you two went to that hotel, the one with the mirrors and the hot tub in the room. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I, yeah, that one, that's a lot. That's a lot there. This is, Dude, this is where the ship should have gone down all hands. I... <laughs> Um, also, in this, according to the commentary track, um, Rick here is supposed to actually be talking to talking girls 
taking girls to the beach so they can have sex. But they cut the dialogue. <laughs> so later on, in the, I think it's in the next minute, when Heather actually suggests they go to the beach, that makes absolutely no sense anymore because yeah. the reference is gone. Hmm. <laughs> so, I can't believe how much was cut from this scene. Like, it's crazy to me how much was cut. <laughs> yeah. So... I will ask you though, um, Eric. After rewatching the movie, do you consider yourself a Randall or a Dante? Ooh. Um. <laughs> you know, I I guess I'm more Dante, uh, I, but I don't know. I I'd like to think that I have, I I make better choices with women. <laughs> I, I maybe that's presumptuous on my part, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between the two, I, I have an appreciation for Randall, but I think I would definitely be more of a, a Dante. I, I think uh, I, I don't think I could be quite as socially inappropriate as Randall and, and feel comfortable with that. I, it's funny. I'm a little too concerned with what other people think of me, I think. I could agree with that one. It's funny because I, I, I've been saying this for a while and my old best friend when I lived in Jersey, was I always joke was my Randall. <laughs> he yeah. was the one that got me in trouble all the time and he was the one that always spoke his mind and didn't give a fuck and now it's like I don't have that anymore and suddenly my life's a lot better yeah. <laughs> <It's weird laughs> well you know in works. some points in life it can be good to have a Randall though because then that makes you look better it makes you look like the sane one the reliable one the the one that people can go to whereas this guy's obviously like, like an idiot Yes. yes. so it, it's like an anti-wingman but in a good way yeah <laughs> You know, funny how you word that. It's a very good point. Well, it depends on what stage of life you're in. I yeah. think it, it, there is a certain point at which, though, that a person like that can get you into more trouble than it's worth. So, uh, uh, yeah, very true. There's a, there's a reason why me and him don't speak anymore, and he was my friend and I was in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that. So, speaking of getting in trouble, meanwhile, in the background of this conversation, <laughs> we have. A well-dressed man writing out something. We don't know what's going on in the background, but who is this guy, Kyle? Uh, Ken Clark, and this is his only movie. His only movie, and apparently he pops up later in the movie as well. One of our favorite favorite people that show up in this movie multiple times. Mm. <laughs> I'm shocked at this point this isn't Walt Flanagan at yeah. this point. I really am not surprised. Why don't we just replace everybody <laughs> with Walt Flanagan? Yeah, Eric, I don't know if you caught on to this re-watching the movie, but Walt's in this movie like seven times. At different characters. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't catch it that many times. I, I did catch it a few times. Yeah, we're at, um, as of where we are recording, we're at four times that we've seen him. <laughs> at least four times already. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he's good. obvious as the the guy with the eggs. Yes. yes. Who gets offended. I mean, that's you're sitting there, you're like, oh, pff, that's Walt Flanagan. Well, what's funny uh, about I, it is. I didn't catch the others in, until uh, like later viewings. And even then, I think I only caught like maybe one more. Uh, I, I think he was. Um, one of the smokers. Well, he actually plays a, two characters within like three minutes of each other. <laughs> as wow. We, as we found out watching it back. We don't see his face, but you hear his voice. And then all of a sudden he turns around, oh shit, it's Walt again. That's him again. You know, fortunately for Kevin Smith, I think he has uh, more resources now for casting. So so that, that's good. He's moved in the right direction in the industry he doesn't have to reuse people as much well, well it's also too busy being a comic book man now so it helps and this, you know? will oh, yeah. be, this will actually be kevin's nod to the star wars special editions he'll go back and digitally add walt into every role <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool i would love to see a special edition of clerks just 
just to see stuff, you know, nonsense added into the background just because. Well, I know we we have we're doing the Clerks 10 edition at our DVD set, and there is a uh, there is a second cut. The director's cut was with an extra ending. With the original oh, really? ending, he edited it out. We're going to talk about that when we get to the end of the movie. We're actually, like, I'll just spoil for people that don't, that don't know this. It's on the DVD set where Dante actually gets killed. As wow. Well, they cut that because they didn't think that was a good ending. They cut that. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> but it kind of fits in with the whole I'm not supposed to be here today. Yeah. So that ties in. We'll talk about that, obviously, when we get well, to the end of the movie. Yeah. But that, that actually, that's on the DVD set. <laughs> Wow, so, I'll have to check that out. I, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, it's the Clerks X edition of the DVD. It came out a while. It was for the 10-year anniversary of the movie when it's they released it. Also the Blu-ray. Also the Blu-ray, too. Is on the Blu-ray as well? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, all of a sudden, our suited man in the background just comes up to Dante and hands him a fine for $500. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's for a violation of New Jersey Statute Section 2A. This is actually in the script. I'm reading exactly what it says here. Number 2177-51. Wow, that one hurts to say out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Any person who sells or makes available tobacco, and it cuts off, I'll just keep reading it anyway. Tobacco or tobacco-related products to persons under the age of 18 is regarded as disorderly. That makes sense. It yeah. does make perfect sense, actually. Yeah. It's I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't argue with not wanting to sell tobacco to... How old did they say the girl was, like, four? I think we... Or something? We, ironically, we just did this minute... Re, I think minute, it was about five or six. Five or six, and we saw it, and it was a really eerie, because she looks a lot like Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn Smith, but Harley... Obviously, not, obviously this is way before he even met Jennifer Swadek. It's just kind right. of eerie how it was similar they look. Kyle pointed that out when we were watching it's it. It's like Twilight scene. Zone shit there. <laughs> huh. It's really I'll have eerie. to go back and look at that. I, I didn't... I, I guess I, I, I've seen Harley so recently um, in... Uh, uh, Yoga Hosers. Yeah, right, Yoga Hosers. <laughs> that, like, I, I don't think I've seen much of her at that age, so I, I don't... I don't know that I would have made the uh, connection. You can there, see but. her in Clerks too, and also um, Jan Bob, um, Jan Bob Strike Back, right? She's in that movie too, I, I think, believe. Yeah. I mean, Where is she in that movie? She's actually, I believe, she's young Kevin at the beginning of the movie. Oh. She's young Kevin Smith, but young Silent Bob. Yeah. Oh, in okay. Silent Bob get all before they grow up and become them. And in uh, Clerks, <laughs> right. two, Clerks two, she's the uh, kid that Dante waves at during the 1979 sequence. Yes. That also happened. We'll talk about that when we get the clerks too. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. She's in those movies. But, yeah. Kyle pointed it out to me. I was like, "Wow, it's eerie. That's really eerie. <laughs> How similar she looks." The only other thing I got to throw in here is Go someone should t- someone should tell Dante that behavior like Caitlin's Caitlin's usually leads to the burning bed. I don't get that reference. Uh, that's that movie with Farrah Fawcett where she sets her abusive husband on fire. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did not. Know. Wow, that's. Uh, by the way, I should have told you also, Eric. Um, Kyle's our movie guy. He knows us about every like bad movie known to man. So who just pulled this stuff out sometime that I don't expect? I see that. I like that though. That's awesome. <laughs> this is why I love doing podcasts with because he'll just yeah, pull the garbage out. Oh yeah, he's my kind of guy. <laughs> that's all right. So, so this is normal for. That's why I was like, explain, <laughs> explain, please. <geez. laughs> <laughs> Takes the pressure off of you. You can just say, okay, and cue movie, it over only, to you. Yeah, explain this the, for me. Sorry, only in that movie the guy was physically abusive. Well, uh, isn't that? I, I think it's a weird out song where they reference the um the lady that cut the guy's dick off for cheating on her. Oh yeah, Bob it. Isn't that? Isn't that? Isn't it in the weird, weird out song? Head, headline, yeah, news? headline news. Headline news. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. thought about yep. that. 
All right. Um, by the way, in the notes here, it says that statue, uh, the statue that under which Dante is fined for selling cigarettes is actually a minor, it is, is minor, is a New Jersey law. But according to Walt Flanagan on the DVD commentary and Kevin Smith, it probably is contestable in the court of law. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, like the, when this, uh, Guy comes in, I was going to say lawyer, I, I don't know that he's even a lawyer necessarily, but when the guy comes in to serve the papers, I'm like, wait a minute, I want to know who sends their five, six-year-old daughter into a convenience store by herself, a place where they sell nudie magazines and cigarettes and stuff like that. I mean, where's the kid's parent? There, there's a certain child ne uh, neglect or negligence concern here, so I mean, I'd file a countersuit. It's a valid point. It's, it's funny part is that we were in the scene in question. Randall's distracted, ironically reading High Society. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. of the whole yeah. thing. You know, he's so distracted and doesn't even know what's going on that that happens. Right. I, it's, it's a good point, though. You're right. They are selling nudie magazines and everything because he's reading one while she's standing there. He's probably, right. thinking, he's probably thinking, how could she get into that position? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's later when he actually shows the page to Walt Flanagan later on. <laughs> I swear, uh, I should put the description, take a drink every time you bring up Walt's name. The way this show is going. It's always... <laughs> I will not be taking a nap, but now there you go. <laughs> so, I, I, according to, I'm just looking a little bit ahead. It's a, it, apparently... I'm trying to figure out how he got the $500 because according to this is only a $250 fine. <laughs> well, there was a mention of an increase based on the age of the oh, kid being so sense. young. That makes sense. Huh. And Which again, why would you send your kid into a place like this? And, and when your kid comes out with a pack of cigarettes and I think he gave her a pack of matches too. Like, I, what did you send your kid in for in the first place? And then wouldn't you immediately say, what the hell? And go in and... And like throw a fit right there on set. I mean, who just says, okay, I'm not going to go in and, and deal with the issue. I'm just going to go find a lawyer. And then like within hours have papers ready to be served. You know how long that takes? I know. It, it makes absolutely no sense. But the fact that she was smoking one, which makes it even more ridiculous when you think about it. Yeah. Wait, the girl is smoking one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they zoomed in on her smoking a cigarette. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's so ridiculous when you think about it. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, to watch. See, there's a whole nother it's level just, going like, wait, on wait, with that parent there. Wait a minute. Why should I confront them now when I can possibly get some money out of this? Wow, this feels like it feels like he was, he was looking into the future yeah. with this scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's a now thing you think about. That's kind yeah. of a bullshit that happens nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, is it uh, another one? Is it ahead, that this whole this whole storyline is ahead of its time? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it kind of is. Yeah. It, it's surprising when you think about because this came out. Uh, what year did it come 1994. out? 1994. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't believe it's been that long. I, I deal with people like that at work who see the extension cord go, you know, I could trip over this, get some money. Yep. And, you know what? Um, and that's funny about that is that that's actually a real thing that they worry about at Pato now. Because I was actually told when I worked there, make sure you put this butt's floor sign over the extension cord because they will intentionally trip on it. And we have to deal with that problem later. Although, here, this was stupid. Stupid because she not only says that, she says it on camera. And out loud. Yeah. <laughs> inner monologue. Mm. Inner, inner monologue. Yeah. <laughs> you need one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's the kind of inner monologue issue, like in Austin Powers after the defreezing <laughs> process, when yeah. he has his inner monologue and just saying yeah. everything randomly out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that later on. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked <laughs> on a cold day. <laughs> Can you tell us if any Austin Powers been it before we recorded this podcast? <laughs> tell. That would be cool. Yeah. <sighs> well. Um, on that note, well, everything we've talked, we had a lot to talk about, but which is actually really nice for a change of pace. <laughs> um, I will say, I'll give Eric, you're the floor. Why don't you plug what you're up to and all the stuff you know? People don't know who you are. Tell everyone what you're doing. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Well, I'm the net director over at the Random Chatter Podcast Network. Uh, we've got uh, a few shows there. We've got our main flagship random chatter show. Uh, we have Echo Base, which is our Star Wars news and discussion show. We do movie reviews. Um, we, we've just kind of uh, uh, rebooted the network in, in a sense. And we've got some new shows that uh, we're going to be launching soon. Most of the people who have followed us for a long time uh, have followed us from back at the Forcecast, which was a Star Wars podcasting network. Um, in association with the force.net, we were over there for several years and then we decided to, to go off on our own. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. I don't really do much on, you know, social media and stuff like that. Most of what I do is just, uh, through random chatter. Well, that's actually, I am one of the people that came over for the forecast. So I, <laughs> yes, yes. I, You've been I, with us for a while. Yeah. I go back to the forecast. Um, Eric Geller, Eric White days. I'll talk for about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Way, that way was, back. 2012 i think yeah something like that that's a long time ago <laughs> yeah and i actually used to podcast for the force.net long before the uh the force cast was actually a thing back in 2005 is when i started uh, podcasting wow I don't back even... before apple even acknowledged the word podcast we had we and me and a bunch of other i was part of a large group of podcasters who were fighting to get apple to recognize podcasts and supported in iTunes and all that. And then they finally did. And then they kind of pretended that they created the whole thing. And it's, uh, it you know, it's funny. kind of obnoxious. I had I, on my main show, I actually talked to, I think it was Ricky Briganti from inside the magic. And he was talking about that where he started his show before the podcasting became a thing. Yeah. And that yeah. Really sounds like the same situation here. Cause that's exactly what they were telling me. He was telling me then. So, yeah, it was a struggle back then because of course, most people, uh, iPods, you know, this is long before the iPhone. iPods were the big thing. And uh, this was, you know, podcasting was a way to automate the collection of those audio files into an iPod to get it. So when you you pick your iPod up off your dock, you've got all the content. And, and a lot of us and it wasn't even really such an organized effort. There were a lot of us that never spoke to one another. There was a large, large group of people who were trying to push to get Apple to recognize it. And we're like, this is so obvious. This is this is a selling point for you guys. It's a benefit. Um, and then finally they did. And I remember going into a, an Apple store once to buy a, um, might've been a Mac. I forget what it was I was buying. And, and I was saying, you know, I, I do podcasting, so I need to do audio editing. So, oh yeah. Hey, you know, Apple created podcasts. Oh my God. <laughs> and I just wanted to punch the guy in the face. So I'm like, dude, I, at least get your facts straight before you go spouting stuff off. Like, you know what you're talking about. It's funny because uh, at the same time you guys were doing, you did your thing. I know the guys over at like Poor Wrestling Torch, they were doing their thing as well before a podcast yeah. became a name. That's actually been part of yep. the selling point if I could just for one of their shows. If I could just interject, go for it. Oh yeah, Apple invented podcasts, just like Al Gore invented the internet. Hey, Al Gore, exactly. Al Gore did invent the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Grizzly Adams had a uh. beard. 
<laughs> he has, did have a beard. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Lee Trevino. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, on that note, we should wrap this up because we're just we're just going off on tangents now. <laughs> we could talk about the history of podcasting for hours, but at the same time, oh, yeah. we should really wrap this up. Um. Oh, yeah, well, I should get my plugs out of the way, too, for people that don't know all the plugs. <laughs> Um, listen to us over on the Filling the Void podcast network. Um, it's a podcast network actually hosted out in New Jersey by my buddy who decides, I want to do a podcast network. Can you, do you want to come on and do shows? <laughs> and now I run three shows on his network. Go figure out how that happens. <laughs> so we are over there and we're all over the place. I Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts. They did not invent podcasting, but they're there. <laughs> Tune in Radio, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. I think that's all of them. I'm literally going off the top of my head. I try to see if I can memorize these and get them off the top of my head. I Heart and Radio? It, I said that first. Okay. I Heart Radio. But everywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us. And you can also find the Blake and Sal Show, my regular main show that I host. I've been doing that for five years. And Boy With Retro Cast, the show that me and Kyle do talking about Boy With Troll. So. You'll find us everywhere. But just remember... We'll be watching you. On that note. <laughs> thank you, Eric. Not at all creepy. <laughs> not, not whatsoever. Thank you, Eric, for coming on the show today. This is really a lot of fun. No, thanks for having me. No problem whatsoever. And on behalf of Eric, thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. Have a good day, everybody. You're Rick Darris? Smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, 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 rolling fatties, smoking blunts, who smokes the blunts, who smoke the blunts, rolling blunts and smoking weed.